I liked the very end teaser stuff for Kira more than the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. And so. That was good. Like, it just, because, like, the setup is fine and Angelo's whatever, you know, but, like, part four is, for me. About Kira. All about Kira. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so it's like Kira's not even in this. And so right. I think that's well, part and, of it. Well, I mean, and also, well, and also, because uh, Kira is like front and center for at least the last third yeah. of part four and and arguably for the last half yeah. of it. So, uh, uh, you know, unlike Stardust Crusaders where you're just no- nothing, 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 Dio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense. No offense to all non Dios, but. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Agreed. Well, because there's nothing, no consequences. Nothing, nothing, Darby the Gambler. <laughs> nothing, 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 Vanilla Ice Dio. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And we're here to talk to you today about... Um, a live action about <laughs> this is a very special episode. this is a very special episode <laughs> we are not talking about our usual anime stuff instead we are talking about the live action adaptation of the diamond first is a t- part of diamond yes. is unbreakable the movie is officially called <laughs> jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable chapter one right Directed by Takashi Miike, who, who rules? Who rules? He's very prolific. He's uh, he did audition. Uh, a bunch Gozu. Of, he does like Ichi every, the Killer. Yeah, he does every genre, uh, and sometimes just fucked up and weird. Yeah, and always fucked up and weird. So pr- actually, a great choice for yes, a perfect. director for and a lot of like gay stuff and like gore. So basically, and and dog deaths. So he was really made to direct a JoJo's movie. Yeah. When I first saw that he was directing the Diamond is Unbreakable movie, I thought I was being like pranked. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited too. Because, I was like, oh, he's perfect. Because like Gozu has been a favorite of mine since college, since I had to watch it for a Japanese film class in college. Um, it's about like gay Yakuza, um, but it's like so much weirder than I could possibly explain without watching it it's actually free on amazon prime so if you want to go watch a really fucking weird movie by the director of diamond is unbreakable go look for gozu g-o-z-u on uh, amazon prime yeah uh, so yeah and, but- and 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 it opens it literally opens with a dog death so <laughs> content warning but like if you're listening to this podcast i feel like you're fine with it yeah so um so we are talking about this movie because while there hasn't been an official um, uh, English sub or dub release of the movie. Oh my God, I'm praying for a dub now. Yeah. Uh, but while there hasn't been one, there are ways you can get your hands on yeah. a fan sub. And mm-hmm. so that is what we watched. Yes. If and when there is hopefully someday an official Blu-ray stateside release or English language release, we hope to do... Uh, a like commentary, a commentary track. track for yeah. you, um, but we're gonna wait because it's just too much of a pain in the ass until there's <laughs> an know, actual canonical an act- release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so you can cross your fingers for that if you uh, if you like our podcast, which considering you probably listened to about sixty episodes of it by now, you probably do. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. But you know, another reason why we wanted to talk about this movie is that the three of us actually have a pretty different stances on the movie, at least in terms of how much we like it. Yeah, we pretty much encompass like the whole spectrum of if we like it or not between the three of us. Yeah. So just to sum it up, Elives loves it. Courtney does not love it. And <laughs> I am somewhere in the middle. Right. 
So I watched it after Darius and Courtney had, and they told me that... Don't get your hopes up. Not to get my hopes up. So I did not, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was so good. It was fun. It's just like, I was saying earlier to, to Courtney and Darius that when we were talking about this, like, okay, yeah, I've seen better movies. Right. It's not yes. The Godfather or something, but... But, like, I actually... there. A couple things, which I obviously will talk about now, but there are a couple things I would change. But other than those, like, couple things about the Diamond and Unbreakable movie, I actually can't think of anything I would change. And, like, those things are Jotaro's casting. Absolutely. Um, and the costumes were bad, but, and we'll talk about that at length. But for me, like, I already knew the costumes would be bad because I had seen that in all the promo stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a surprise and it didn't distract me. Anyway. Yeah. I just saw the movie as like, I had fun with it. I would yeah. watch it again happily. Yeah. You know, that's basically where, and. I mean, uh, that's kind of where I am too. Right. It's just like, well, I but also, yeah, but also like the, um, I mean, there are some things that are undeniably great about it. Those things, mostly being the sets are amazing. Yes. And also the CG. The CG is, is shocking. Incredible. Good. Like the thing that I was most worried about with this movie was the stands and the would effects. they look terrible? And they don't look terrible. In fact, they look great. It's, it's really amazing because I think, I mean, I, if you, like, my, my, my big, like, controversial opinion is, like, I hate, I, like, almost always hate, like, Pixar movies. I, I really dislike CG in stuff. I think that it, like, in Harry Potter, like, CG always looks terrible. I much prefer practical effects in, like, every situation. I feel like CG never looks like it really integrates with, like, the real world. It always looks kind of soft and squishy and mushy. And somehow, like, Diamond is Unbreakable has the best CG I've ever seen. Well, and also... It just seems so real. Um, yeah. And I guess I should point out just spoilers, certainly for the first half of Diamond yeah. is Unbreakable here, because that's essentially yeah. what this movie yeah. covers. But also, if you've seen the first half of Diamond is Unbreakable, this movie is all... The movie itself is already spoiled for you. It doesn't actually, like, deviate right. from the plot, except in certain minor right. ways. So, you know, uh, don't... You know, if you're going to sit down to watch this movie, you're not going to be like experiencing new things. You're just you you are re-experiencing yeah. Diamond is Unbreakable yeah. in live action. But like the sets are so good, also like that it yeah. does kind of feel new. It, oh yeah, it certainly like feels the, new. The, yeah. the the like Josuke's house, like it actually. I was just like, did they like film this in like someone's actual house? Like what the <laughs> hell? It looks like a real person's house. It's cool. Courtney, I want to hear some of your general thoughts. The acting's terrible, like almost all the way across the board. So that was really hard for me because when, like, I feel like the anime, the voice acting is usually, I mean, I don't speak Japanese, so, but also this is where I think you get, for me, it's like when you adapt something to a different medium, the requirements and like the, like what works in that medium changes. And I don't know, it just didn't, like, almost none of the cast really, even if they looked okay standing still as the character i didn't really like how they played the characters i thought yukako did a great job of just doing like the creepy quiet girl yeah i mean and that's sort of a character that's kind of over the top but like i mean I'm, i thought they all were like super hammy yes that's but, true yeah. like i just i don't know i just i guess i just like i mean also like i recently watched the full metal alchemist live action movie which is fucking terrible like holy shit i actually it's it's so bad that i i 
I like almost regretted watching it. And like, I love watching bad shit. It's so bad. So like compared to that, this is like Oscar winning quality, (laughs) but acting costumes, wigs, everything Oscar quality. But I also thought like, I really didn't have any issue with the acting. Like, There's kind of, like, a lot of Japanese movies, like, comedies. There's more, like, mugging and, like, hamminess. So I kind of, I don't know. I was kind of like, okay, like, once you kind of get over that. But also, even so, like, I didn't think there was that much of it. I didn't, like, I really actively disliked how Josuke was portrayed by the actor. I did not think it was a good match at all, which, you know, he's the protagonist. So every time it was, like, a Josuke-centric thing i was kind of flagging and losing interest so that was kind of a big problem for me i was surprised to discover myself but like i really liked the writing and the pacing of all of the stuff that they added or changed a lot more than when they were hewing very very closely to the manga and the anime which i think makes sense because you can't like people move slower in real life like live actors it's just very different just in terms of like speed of action and and pacing of stuff. So when you're trying to do something that you can't, like at least with, with anime, you can control how many frames something takes. Right. And so it really, like every time it was like, oh, well, we're going to have them do this thing that was like written down and sort of treating the manga as if it was a like a shot list or like a, a storyboard, it didn't feel like a good movie <laughs> like it just it yeah. didn't they didn't feel like characters interacting with each other in the same way when they like there's a few scenes that they add um and there's a, some of the storylines that they've condensed and sewn up a little bit that that flowed much better i mean even me. the even the opening scene with the police raid like that gives yeah. that gives josuke's grandfather like mm-hmm. more emotional weight <laughs> yeah. for when he dies I think that it definitely felt to me more like the first two episodes of a mini series than like a movie. Yes. Yeah, and I, I guess I true. thought of it that way while I was watching it, which probably affected like how I felt about the pacing because it really felt like from the beginning to like to the Angelo. end of Angelo stuff like that was like an episode, and then like and then all, all the, the Okiyasu all the Okiyasu stuff, all the Okiyasu, like, was episode stuff. two. So it really felt it was like okay, I'm watching the first two episodes of like an HBO mini series. Um, and if it had been done that way, I think because I was yeah. I didn't know where it cut off. Like yeah. I didn't know really much about it before we watched it. So I was just like, okay. I so, didn't either, but I knew that it was ex- how long it was. So I was like, all right, yeah, this much left. But yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a long. It, yeah, it's, it's two <laughs> two hour long episodes long. <laughs> but it, like, but it drags the way that if you're like marathoning kind of slow TV, as opposed, I'm used to films that where it's like you you put in like your five beats and then you. And so it, it doesn't. It's not arced that way. And it's not yeah. paced. That yeah, way. it's arced as two yeah. halves of a of yeah. two different stories. I just got to say, props to them for making Okiyasu's dad like work. How? How did they fucking do I it? I don't know. Yeah, it was Is really it, good. Was it? How, that's got to be some practical. There, yeah, there's got to yeah. be. That's got to be some combination of practical and CG. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I actually found that I generally liked the villains. Like Okiyasu kind of counts. Um. But like his brother. <gasps> yeah. Like. His performance was great. And like, I just, and that's where I think it works because even in live action narratives, villains are supposed to be more heightened. And so that's where like the the styling and the hair and all that stuff didn't feel so out of place. Right. Well, and you want, and you want a scenery chewing villain. Yeah. Yeah. Also like his hair, I thought was really good. Like it wasn't like if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, wow, that person has great hairstyle. But like it, it, it looked like, how it yeah i actually liked 
Keicho's hair in in the I movie. I know you legs. didn't like you didn't I know you didn't like any of the hair except maybe Koichi's. But. Yeah, Koichi Koichi looked I good. liked Keicho's hair. Okiyasu's hair and Josuke's hair. So I liked Josuke's I hair. liked everyone's hair except for Josuke's. Hated Josuke's. I liked. I thought I, I thought Okiyasu's was the best. And actually, I the, think. In the whole I thing. mean, I'm like obsessed with Okiyasu in all his incarnations, <laughs> including this one. Okiyasu is pure and wonderful. He's one of my all time favorite gay delinquents. <laughs> the hand looked really good. The hand looked so good. Which are, the hand uh, slash. Uh, crazy diamond battle yes was yes fantastic so much better than it was in the anime yeah. like it was really really good yeah i was super into that me too that was, i was like oh this is good cg they're having two stands yep. punch each other in cg and, and it works and there's like the tension like the they yeah. get like all the the tension between okiasu and josuke like just right yeah. when they zoom in on the hand and it looks almost like rusty in like a cool uh. way like it, it almost it almost felt like it was like some you know it made it feel like like this ancient power that he was like right. channeling which is so cool it, it was just I thought that was just really really well done yeah and like, all the Josuke Okiyasu stuff was good but yeah like again where it's like I I was really like I was surprised because I assumed that the special effects were gonna bite and they were actually like the parts that like the worked, strongest part. worked the best for me but yeah overall and just I you know like kind of finicky editing stuff but just like where they will introduce a stand and they i feel like they would sort of just pay something off immediately and then try and dial it back and go into some sort of weird slow reveal as if you don't know what the stand right, looks that like was, that was your issue with the hand because yeah. you see the hand in complete gets completely revealed and then a few scenes later they're like what's this mysterious stand and it's like they should have saved the reveal for it's like when you, it we actually literally just matters saw like there's just so. stuff like that so yeah overall i mean it was okay. I don't think I would rewatch it because I've seen it once. Also, Jotaro was so bad. Here's something. <laughs> I, I'm going to look up so how old that actor is. I think is. we agree on two. 45. We all agree on two things about this movie. 55. One, the special effects are amazing. 85. Two, Jotaro actor, terrible. He was only 41 when they shot it, but okay, still, well, that's, but still that's 12 years older than Jotaro. I mean, the, the thing is, Jotaro is supposed to be... 28. Yeah, in his late 20s. And... He is also supposed to be a fucking bodybuilder. Right. So, like, he's supposed to be six foot five, which yeah. I understand tough. But, like, are there, if only there were wrestlers right. in right. Japan. Well, it's like, yeah. It's like this guy, this is like, uh, like, I mean, he's like a thin middle aged dude. Right. He's not Joe Taro. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you know, I feel bad, like, just ragging on this actor, but it's like, I'm not saying like if he had been in some other context, right? Or like part six, Jotaro, maybe. Yeah, sure. Like that would not be. It would at least be age appropriate. Yeah, but yeah, a short, thin, middle-aged man with like where his clothes. Okay, to be fair, Jotaro's clothes in part four do look really big on him all the time. So (laughs) never mind. But like he just didn't work. It did not work at all. Extremely no. Um, and I and I don't even. I mean, Star Platinum looked good, like all the rest of the CG. But first, I don't know. For some reason, just the way that they made um, the world, like they depicted the world, was actually like I don't know. That should have been like maybe the coolest thing in the whole movie, and it. I mean, it worked, but I don't, I don't know. I wasn't like blown away by the by the time stop. Yeah, I thought the time stop was cool. It was cool, but it, but I think a lot of the early stand stuff was cool specifically because we got like that half perspective from people who. 
Yeah, right. they could like you get like yeah. this sort of ghost, yeah, spirit yeah. right, thing, which is so cool. And that's yeah. and that those are other things that I actually really appreciate about the movie is that it does like I mean, how however canon you want to consider this movie, like it does explain a few things that you don't get explained otherwise, like what do stands and stand actions look like to people who right. can see them, or what about when Koichi kind of is getting his stand right. powers but he doesn't have them yet? Yeah, that part is um, cool. Or. Uh, or what language does Jotaro speak to Joseph on the phone? Honestly, the best part of the whole movie was confirming that they speak in English to each other. Yeah, I love I love Jotaro pacing back and forth on the phone, talking to Joseph, speaking in like his sort of like Japanese inflected English yes. to him. And also, like, I do hate that actor for Jotaro, but Jotaro would speak English in that very like deliberate, slow. Yeah, way. I learned this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I which is also canonically what is happening through all Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> I just had to point that one out. Yeah. Um, which, but, uh, That's why Jodo is a man of few words. <laughs> because Wait, his English isn't great. That, like, didn't we like determine that at some point? Or did Maybe. Someone, or, I don't know. Was it like a theory on... I think on, that's a fan theory. Yeah, but fan I think theory it, that Jotaro doesn't speak English. And accurate. That's why. Yeah. yeah, it's like fucking Victor Nikiforov. He just hears his name and yeah. is like, "Hi." Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Company looked so fucking cool. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. And not just the stand itself, but also like the zooming in on like those dusty sets. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, up in the attic. Yeah. yeah. But I also want to talk about Josuke and Okuyasu because Josuke and Okuyasu is one of my favorite couples from the JoJo universe because they're just. Ugh, they're just so sweet. They're it's, adorable. It's impossible too. Well, also there's an entire episode that's just them going on a date. Yeah. So, so I was like anticipating like how are they going to handle like all this stuff because the Josuke and Okuyasu like kind of meet cute, <laughs> aka battle. It's similar in some ways to Jotaro and Kakuin's. Yeah. It has the same, a similar exchange to the like, why did you save me? I don't know. Yeah. Um, really similar. But like in the movie they really like go hard on it. Like they make that conversation longer and like there's more romantic tension in it than I was expecting. I just, I don't know. I was really pleased. <laughs> it was like really good. Well, the like the relationship between those two characters, between those two actors, they had really good chemistry. Uh, I yeah. thought with each other. Yeah. Well, and they, they had a lot of fun offset too from what yeah. I saw from the behind the scenes yeah. things. So, and like at the end of the movie where you see like Josuke and Okuyasu like already walking to school together and yes. like Koichi catches up with them and it's like, yep. Yep. Like this is how it is. Like yep, Osuke, that's the dynamic. Yeah. Uh, Okuyasu imprints on Josuke like <laughs> yeah. a baby bird. Right. My, my brother's dead. Now you're my best friend. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, part of I think what was really frustrating for me is that like I think. Yeah, uh, the the Kira teaser at the end was great. I thought their choice to uh, to make Okuyasu's brother get killed by Kira instead of Chili Pepper, chili pepper is was really smart. Yeah, yeah. fuck Chili Pepper. Yeah, yeah, he's boring as hell, and I'm glad that they I'm glad that they killed him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I didn't really want to see someone with a bad wig try and play guitar. No. Yeah, no. by a doc. Also, oh the the. The changes with Yukako, um, I thought were really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where she's like mentoring Koichi. She's like assigned she's, like, as his senpai. Mentoring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With her like. She's creepy crazy senpai. Books. Yeah. And so it, 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 it's like, okay, like if, and like, please, I really hope there's a part two. I, I know that like it's, it's. Un- it made like no money. It, it may. Yeah. It, it was a never, flop. It was yeah. a box yeah. office flop. But if they ever make a part two, which would like. Unrealistic. I, I want. I want it real yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, Just give me a Kira movie. Like I think that, 
like the Yukako stuff is actually set up in in like a more sensible way than, yes. than it has been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, like I really wanted more stuff like that where they just pull the good parts, condense everything in and and just like I don't know. Yeah. She but yeah, her and Kuichi actually felt much more established yeah. than a lot of the stuff, which is like great because it'll pay off because she eventually gets creepy sand powers. Right. Yeah. They did put a lot of fan service things in there, which is great. Just like the, you know, the ref offhand reference to the Italian restaurant right. and the uh there's like there's like a bunch of stuff like that, just little references to to other things. Yeah, um, there was something else that I, I'm forgetting, but like just stuff in the background. It's like also Josuke's mom is adorable. Yes. It's worth saying. But yeah, so I don't know. Um Five out of ten. I don't. I <laughs> four out of ten. A nine out of ten. One yeah. point taken off for Jotaro's poor casting. I give it a seven out of ten because it exists. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like everything I have to say yeah. about it. I mean, I could still, I could talk way more about Josuke and Okuyasu. I was just so, <laughs> I was just so, so happy with how their relationship is portrayed in that movie. Um, like I loved at the end where like because it's so exactly how the three of them are like Josuke, Okuyasu, and Koichi. Like at the end where Okuyasu was like Josuke, you saw like you saw my brother protect me, right? You saw, and Koichi is standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okuyasu's like Josuke, um, you're the only person who matters in my life. Right, now. <laughs> right. I like this. Koichi has a pink dark boy poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the yeah, thing. That's, was that was a good of. thing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, those are our thoughts. At some point, we will probably record. Yeah. A, a commentary. Cross and your fingers that a Western Blu-ray release occurs um, so that I can buy it. Yeah, and then you can hear Elis and I argue in real time for yeah. two hours. <laughs> you can just hear me gush every time Okiyakusu comes on screen. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this because otherwise I watched that movie for nothing. <laughs> I hope that if you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this for some reason, you go watch it because I think it's really fun. It is fun. It is definitely not the best movie that's ever been made in the world but agreed really fun. but also if you're if you're like us and you're just desperate for more jojo's content yeah it's yeah. there for it's you there. Yeah. it's there thank you have a good night jojo's bizarre explainer is recorded in portland or Aura, oregon our music is the freak out experiment by tobias weber you can follow us on twitter at explain jojo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com we love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Elizabeth would leave for this movie. 